host Dale Stewart. As many of you know, a couple of years ago, uh, it was uh, my honor to paddle the uh, water route of the Trail of Tears. Uh, I started in uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee at Ross's Landing and wound up at uh, in Fort Gibson, Oklahoma after paddling the uh, Tennessee, the Ohio, the Mississippi, and the Arkansas rivers. And I I did this not just as an expedition uh, or, or a journey, but like a lot of a lot of the things I do, I did this to uh, to honor the men, women, and children uh, who were forcibly removed from their homes on the Trail of Tears. Uh, prior to departing, uh, I spent a, a good deal of time researching uh, not only the Trail of Tears but the culture of uh, of the Cherokee, of the Seminole, the Chickasaw, the Creek, and the Choctaw, all of whom. Uh, uh, were removed uh, during the Trail of Tears, and during that time, I went before the uh, Tribal Council of the Eastern Band of Cherokee in Cherokee, North Carolina, and uh, asked for their blessing, which they were kind enough to give me. And at that time, I met a gentleman who who has become a friend, and uh, uh, I'm I'm proud to have uh, Mr. Bo Taylor with us today in studio. Uh, Bo is the director of the Museum of the Cherokee Indian. He is also lectures on Cherokee music, dance, and spirituality. He is dedicated to the preservation of the Cherokee language. Bo holds a master's degree in anthropology with a minor in Cherokee studies from Western Carolina University. He has taught Cherokee language at the Museum of the Cherokee Indian in the Cherokee History and Cultural Institute and through the Cultural Resources Office of the Eastern Band of Cherokee Indian. He also served as a council member uh, for the Big Cove community. In addition to teaching the Cherokee language, Mr. Taylor is part of the dance group known as the Wars of Anacatua, based in Cherokee, North Carolina. Designated uh, as official cultural ambassadors by the Tribal Council of the Eastern Band, the Warriors of Anacatua have performed at Colonial Williamsburg, the National Museum of the American Indian, and throughout the Southeast. Bo, welcome to Nature's Edge. Shio Nagada. Thank glad, you, sir. I'm glad to be here. Thank you, sir. But before we before we get started, I got to ask you: it, it Native American or American Indian? Uh, I know most of the tribes like to be called by their by their tribal Cherokee, Choctaw, Seminole, etc. But uh, let me know what it what sort of is. Is there a a preferred name? You know what I, I prefer to be called is uh, Bo. Yeah, that's my name. <laughs> there you go. I've earned that name and. Uh, but if you were if you were to call me a an Indian, I would be okay. I'm all right with that. I've grown up with that. You know, yeah. that's been a part of who I am. You know, and you know, a lot of times I I really don't. You know, when when we're talking about the politically correct, yeah, yeah, politically incorrect or whatever. You know, I, it always seems very fake. It always seems very latexy when people are talking and they say African African American, Native sure. American, yeah. and so you know it's. You can kind of tell that there's a, there's almost an uncomfortable level there, and so I, I do prefer to be called a Cherokee. But if you really know who we are as people, you'd say we're Gadua. Yes. And uh, you know when we say Anigidua, that means the people of Gadua, and that, that's an old name. And you know we've been called Cherokees forever, and we have treaties, and you know, that, you know that that go along with that. You know, so I'm I'm all right with that. Yeah. But yeah. you know, but there are some terms that I'm not okay with. I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I, one guy called me an engine, and I'm not <laughs> a 365 yeah. diesel. You know, and, yeah. You know, if you call me redskin, I mean, 
actually I had had a I was doing a program in Wise uh Wise Virginia and uh and it was it's one of those things you always kind of remember because it was I was kind of shocked and I was uh doing the program and uh, a big football player guy he was he was a African American mm-hmm. uh black guy and he called me a redskin yeah then you know, and I and I thought to myself, I'm remember that. So, I, uh, you know, when I started talking, I said, you know, I'd, I'd like to have a volunteer, and I'm gonna ask this black skin to come up. <laughs> How'd and, that go over? Well, he was mad. He was angry. He, he you know, he was ready to fight. And oh, I said, yeah. And I said, well, now I want I want you to think about this just a moment. You know, uh, you just called me a redskin not too long ago. You know, but really, do you want to do that? You know, and and really, do you know why? You know. uh there are some misnomers out there, you know, as as uh, Native Americans, as Indian people. Uh, one of the terms they've always called us is the noble red man. Yeah. But the reason they call us the red men is because, you know, when when we as warriors would go out and dance, you know, you might see us two ways. You might see us in uh, period clothes, or you might see us all in red paint. And that's where they they called us the red men is because when we prepared ourselves for battle. We would don ourselves in this, uh, it's a crushed stone, it's a ochre, and we would mix it with bear grease and, sure. and, pour, and, and rub it all over our bodies. And, and in our language, giga gay is uh, red, but giga is actually blood, and so it literally means the color of blood. And so when we put that on there, what we're saying is it signifies life. It signifies uh, for us as as when we prepare we're going to live we have come also you'll notice we wear black and that's that's like a, a yin and yang yeah. life and death and yeah. if you see a guy that's wearing all black you better watch out because he's he's ready to die yeah. if he has to so you know uh as 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 those terms i would kind of hope that we could grow a little bit better you know and you know i, I tell a story uh you know about going to atlanta Braves ball game and uh, two little indian boys there and they're watching this ball game, and they're having such a great time. You know, this is back in the era of Dale Murphy, and I'm kind of sh- showing my age a little. But they're watching this, and they're having such a great time, but it, it gets about the third inning, and then these guys show up. And they are uh, they come in with fake feathers and war paint and, you know, these plastic tomahawks. And, and the, the boys that were so happy slid down in their chairs, and they were – put their head down that made me angry yeah because what that did is kind of dehumanized these uh these young men and who they are you know and that's that's one thing that the warriors and the museum where i work yep we're promoting uh that it's okay to be indian that it's or cherokee or whatever term you want to use it's okay to be who we are and so that's uh that's big for me, you know. Yeah. Are, are you seeing Are you seeing a change in 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 uh, culture or in attitude? Culture is not the right, but in, in attitude of the younger Cherokee of today than than maybe when you were younger. You know, I, I do. I think you know, in, in a lot of uh, native cultures, uh, you know, there's a there's a it's a really sad thing because there are cultures that are dying. There are cultures that have no speakers left. 
Correct. You know, there's I, I knew a guy named Daryl Kipp, and he was a big big in the language, and you know, he said I've I've been I've been at three deathbeds where I've seen three languages die, where he was there with the last uh, last speaker died. Yeah. You know, and and for us as Cherokees, you know, I believe we were on that path. We, you know, you know, a lot of times they say that we're the you know, acculturized and that we're, uh, you know, the civilized Cherokees. I believe we're, we're civilized because we had to be. And, uh, but what happened was we kind of set our culture aside, but now we're picked it up and, and we're, you know, where other cultures are dying, we're, we're starting to thrive. We're starting to, you know, see a resurgence in people wanting to learn their language. Uh, we have a language academy. It's uh, called Nugadu Academy. Yeah, we're going to talk about that a little bit. But we're coming to the uh, to the end of this segment, and uh, we're talking to uh, Bo Taylor. Bo is the director of the Museum of the Cherokee Indian uh, uh, in Cherokee, North Carolina. And uh, we will be back shortly and uh, talk a little bit about the museum. Stewart. I'm visiting with Mr. Bo Taylor. Bo is the director of the Museum of the Cherokee Indian and a member of the Eastern Band of the Cherokee. And Bo, uh, we were just talking uh, a little bit about uh, about the Cherokee. And uh, Bo, I, you're the uh, relatively new director of, of the museum. I, I know you. I think you said you've been there since this past November, coming in. And uh, tell us a little bit about the museum for people that, that haven't been there or may want to go over there, and, and sort of what can people expect when they come to the museum? Well, I do want to clarify, you know, I worked there for, you know, probably 13 years. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know you. As, teaching, teaching languages and all as, kind of stuff. Yeah, As the archivist, and then I, you know, I kind of lost my mind and ran for council, and I actually won. <laughs> yeah, you did. So, uh, <laughs> but I, I'm actually, uh, I came back... Uh, at the end of that term, and you know, it was, it was just a real pleasure to come back to yeah. to something that I love. And, and Bo's an anthropologist, so it wasn't like this was a whole new career for you, right? Yeah, yeah. but but it's a, it's completely different when you're trying to, you know, the museum has for a long time we've you know we we have promoted ourselves as being the place if you want to know about Cherokee culture, this right. is where you start. We we were kind of like the hub. We've instigated a lot of initiatives in 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 the in our culture, you know, we've uh, brought back a lot of the clothing. We started the, the warriors dancing and, you know, wearing uh, the, these period clothes. And we actually chose the 1760s era. And, and the reason being, that's that was a time when we had our uh, our government was in place. We still had our land base. We, you know, we, you know, that, that's a time of a sense of pride that we had. And so that's been good for us. And the warriors kind of. They're kind of unofficial ambassadors for the museum as well. Yeah, but uh, we recently, uh, you know, and 
I had some upgrades to our museum with our uh, with our lights and with our sound, and you know, so we're you know we're ready for people to come, and we've actually had a good year. We're, we're you know we've uh, you know more people are coming back to Cherokee, and so, but the one issue that I've always you know that we've been hearing is is that when they come to uh, when when tourists come to Cherokee, what they're expecting is to see Indians running around like it's Hiawatha or yeah, yeah. you know, and, and that's kind of a you know, what people need to understand is, you know, our museum, you know, most museums are set aside for things that are dead and gone. That's correct. Yeah. But as Cherokees we're still here. <clears throat> but we live in this world where we have to be, you know, we are educated that we do go to work and you know, I don't live in a, a wigwam <laughs> or a <laughs> you know, you know, I, I live in a house that I worked hard to build. You know, yeah. and uh, you know, and you know, I have a family. You know, I watch The Simpsons. I, you know, <laughs> I do things that everybody else does. But what sets me apart is is my culture. Yep. And that's where you know, as I feel like the museum is kind of, we're doing great things there. And you know, as me as the, at the helm, one of the big things that I want to do is kind of engage our own. Uh, the people of, of my own community. Sure, you know uh, we want to we're going to want to do more programming where we teach uh, crafts and 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 culture back yeah. to our people because yeah. we're, ha- we're we're kind of having to relearn that you know and you know it's it is a sad thing if we have to go out and get people to come in and teach us how to be Indian. Yeah, so to absolutely, speak. that's a problem. But we we uh, we can do it now. I think we're uh, you know we're. We've got the people to start educating our people and bringing stuff back, you know. So I'm just real excited for uh, what's in store yeah, for yeah, yeah, You know, Bo, after I did the, the Trollshire Water Route, of course, I get asked to speak a lot about that and, and uh, speak to a lot of kids and a lot of schools. And, and one of the things that's always uh, interesting to me uh, kind of goes along with what you were talking about. The um, If I ask the kids to draw me a picture of, of an Indian and draw me a house, I'm always going to get this Plains Indian with all the head feathers and a teepee. And that's what so many people still believe that all, that, that's what all, all Indians do. And I think um, uh, the Eastern Band is doing a great job with educating people on uh, who you were and what you were and that you didn't live in teepees and, and, uh, uh, and so forth. But it, it, there's still a, uh, you know, the... the the people, the the white people out there, still have this preconceived Hollywood version, is what I call it, of 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 what the uh, American Indian people are. Well, you know, that's that's that's, that's true. You know, that these uh, misconceptions are still floating around. You know, and and that that's what that's what I'm hoping people will come to our community and they will learn. You know, uh, this this is being broadcast to. The, in the western North Carolina area, you know, right here in Asheville. But, you know, what is really sad is that, you know, this town of Asheville celebrates diversity and all this other, you know, you know, they welcome all these different ideas. And But one thing they don't do is they don't come see us. No, they don't. And, and you know, and, and you're talking about where we're broadcast. We're also on in four other states, both. Okay. So we, we, we're on all over the place here in the southeast now but you're exactly right i talk to people all the time about cherokee and and as you know i'm a big promoter of the koala boundary and the cherokee and if you ask the average person here what they know about cherokee they they know the casino and that's about it 
and and maybe they've been to the museum, but that's that's the extent of what they know about Cherokee. Well, you, you're just talking about you know you're owning four states, but you know we we own parts of seven states. That's exactly right. You yeah. know, uh, you know, and a lot of times people don't actually understand uh, the significance of who we are. No, because if you you know. You know, I ask a lot of people because I always I can say, "Are there any Christians in the place?" Mm-hmm. And they'll, you know, people raise their hand, and I say, "Well, how long ago did Jesus walk the earth?" And they'll say, "Well, two thousand years ago." Now, and I use that as a marker. You go two thousand, you add another two thousand, add another two thousand, another two thousand, another two thousand, and some change. That's how long that the anthropologists say we've been around. Yeah. And so we've been here in this land, or you know, we're, you know, this is a nature show. The place that we're we're at is the most diverse place in North America for plants and animals. It is that, and we were at the heart of it. Yes, we were, were the pharmacists. We knew how to live off the land. We knew how we knew how to to make medicine. That was just amazing things, and still do, and still do. You know, and you know. Uh, uh, and those are some of the things that we don't necessarily share, but we we do keep those kind of because those are things that really are kind of uh, at the heart of who we are. Yeah. But we, and I just want to say one other thing: it also goes into the fact that we are very spiritual people. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know when I talk about Christians, you know, I also I'm a, I'm a Christian. I go to I mean United Methodist, but that doesn't stop me from being uh, doing my. You know, Cherokee dances and songs, and you know, and and so I think that's that's the thing. There's a, there's a blend, you know, that just because you're one thing doesn't mean you have to give up who you are. That's correct. And so that's what I that's what the museum is uh, is all about and celebrating being being a Cherokee. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Bo, you're talking about educating, uh, you know, you, the uh, the young men and women and and uh, and other members of the tribe, but. But also, uh, uh, does does the museum offer many uh, outreach programs or educational programs outside of the boundary? I mean, do y'all travel into schools and 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 speak and 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 talk about your culture and who you are? We we have we see that uh, you know there, there's been a, a big change you know in that there's not there's not much money out there for right that. yeah you know and, and it's hard to go out and do that and send send people you know because the warriors, we're not, you know, we're not on the payroll, and what happens is if they want us to come, you know, people have to take off work and whatever. But they, we usually go, and we'll represent our people. You know, that designation of being a uh, a ambassador for our people, you know, we take that real serious. And you know, it's a uh, the fact is we do go out, and we, you know, but what we're trying to do is embrace technology. So that, you know, if you go on our website, you know, org, you're able to access our archives. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that uh, uh, a little more, Bo, right after this break. You're listening to Nature's Edge, and my guest, uh, Mr. Bo Taylor, the executive director of the uh, Museum of the Cherokee Indian, and we will be right back. Nice music, Leslie. 
You're listening to Nature's Edge with Dale Stewart. My guest today is Mr. Bo Taylor. Uh, Bo is a member of the uh, Eastern Band of the Cherokee Nation and also the uh, executive director of the Museum of the Cherokee Indian in Cherokee, North Carolina. And we're talking a little bit about the uh, about the museum, uh, Bo, and, and what's available out there. And we were talking about some outreach programs and, and uh uh, and a few other things. Um, um, are there programs available throughout the summer or around? It, it, you you get a lot of school kids that come through and things like that, don't you, Bo? We do, and you know we're uh, we we are we've had this program called Cherokee Experience. Yes, and it's uh, it's kind of a customizable uh, where you, a group could come in and you know if they want to, and it's kind of like a you pick as you go. If you want a storyteller, if you want a dance program, you want to have uh, an Indian dinner. We can do just about anything you want. If blow guns, blow guns, exactly. You yeah. know, but but the where we've kind of dropped the ball is we've kind of just kind of waited on groups, and uh, we're actually working on making that so that people can come off the street, you know, on a day, and say, I want to sign up for a class, and and try to make that more available. Uh, I, I do have, you know, a couple issues because we have a r- very small staff. Yes, you do. But yes. we do a, a bang-up job with what we have, and, you know, so we're, you know, we are looking and trying to be more, you know, proactive and, and bringing people in. Uh, I've actually taught language classes there. Yes. And and that was open to our en- enrolled members, but also open that up to, you know, anybody. I've had people, I've had a guy from, Japan come take my class. A guy from China, yeah, you know, and uh, and so you know Canada. You know it's been it's 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 kind of amazing, and people come take my class. It was a ten day immersion class. We didn't offer it this year because of me coming on. It's been uh, kind of difficult because I've had so many other things I've had to take care of. But that's one of the offerings that we hope to be to bring back because language is so important. It, it really is, and I know uh, uh, Jerry Wolf's a friend of mine, and and Jerry certainly is one of the elders of, of the Eastern Band of the Cherokee, and he's been trying to teach me a few Cherokee words and uh, without a lot of success. Right. But uh, uh, yeah, it is amazing what you what you guys are doing. And I, and I do know that it, it, it when people come to the museum, and I've been there many times, uh, the staff is very helpful, and, and people, and, and yourself, you're always walking around there, and, and people are able to... Uh, Approach uh, your staff members and ask them questions, and and I think that's a that's a good thing, and um, and and I'm glad you do that. Let me ask you a little more because uh, there's more to do in in the Kuala Boundary uh, than just uh, or in Cherokee than just go to uh, just go to the casino or just go to the the museum. But first of all, uh, Bo, could you could you define could you tell us what Kuala Boundary? Uh, is and and is the Kuala Boundary a Indian reservation, as people call it? Well, you know, it's, sometimes you'll hear it called as a Cherokee Indian reservation, but in reality, it's not. You That's know, correct. The, yeah. the land was actually bought and paid for by our own people, mm-hmm. and you know, it's it. You know, some people say, you know, can you give me a good book that talks about how, how we were formed? And and in reality, it's 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 a book that needs to be in volumes. Because it's kind of convoluted, and there's, there's it is, yeah. And, but it's an interesting story, you know. And and the fact is that we're not even supposed to be around, you know. That's correct. Uh, you know, uh, I guess what, what's the president? Uh, 
Uh, he's the third president. What's it? Help me out, somebody. Uh, uh, the president of what? Of the United States. Obama. No. It's, uh, <laughs> Washington, Jefferson. Jefferson. Adams was second. Oh, right? Adams was second. Jefferson. Oh, I know that. Okay. Uh, well, what he said was, you leave these Indians alone. <laughs> yeah. Don't, we don't need to remove them. What will happen in 200 years, what you'll have is brown Americans. Yep. You yep. know, and, and. They'll acclimate. And that's the thing. We're still here. And, you know, the, for us, you know, you know, if you come to Cherokee, what I hope to hope you understand is that we have a very rich history. That when we do have some cultural offerings. You know, the CHA, the Cherokee Historical Association, right. has the outdoor drama and the... Uh, Unto these hills. And the living village. Yeah. So, we, you know, the Oakland Lefty Indian Village. And, you know, we have our Kuala Arts and Crafts where it's a co- cooperative of our artisans that... You know, it's been doing great things for our uh, culture for many years. You know, but one thing that people kind of forget about is is the natural resources we have. We oh, have, absolutely. You know, one of the saddest things that I I can ever see is to go to a a place. I went, to, you know, I think it's Oklahoma. They call it the Red River. Yeah. And it's the Mud River. It you is know? muddy. <laughs> and, and you can come to our rivers, and they're clean. They're, I mean, they're. You know, we have great trout fishing, you know. we. Uh, we I think they're the most stocked rivers in the eastern United States. Right. Trout. You know, yeah. so, I mean, it's it's a, you know, we do, we're we're trying to promote our natural resources. Because, you know, one thing we don't have is, you know, we'll never have the land base right. to compete with, uh, you know, Pigeon Forge and, you know, but we don't really want that. No, we, you, you don't. We You know, we're, we, we want to keep the beauty of our mountains. We want to keep, you know, uh, and so it's a. But I guess one thing we like to do is is, is kind of get that that blend of you know of culture you know and to really um, when you come to Cherokee we want you to know that it's a different place you you'll see the signage you know that, that that's in Cherokee you'll, it's a sovereign nation right but uh, we are but we're we live within a nation that's you know correct. we uh, we've kind of adopted the um, the same uh, same as as America, we have a president, which is our chief. Right. You know, we have legislative, judicial. You know, we have our we have our own court system. You know, and and our legislators are our council members. You know, yeah. so some people say we're like a mm-hmm. uh, uh, like a town council, but we're so much more because yes, you are because we're dealing not only with the state, but actual actually on the national level, and so you know we're doing amazing things in Cherokee. You know, we're the an economic engine for the western north carolina uh you know we've uh our casino is is doing great things and has helped our people in many ways but that is a there is a yin and yang sure there is you know when everybody wants to talk about you know cherokees you know and that's that's kind of a sad thing you know the news programs they always want to talk about our rapists or murderers or drug use uh, yes or you know and everybody goes, what's going on at the casino? Has that been good for you? It's been good. You know, there's been a lot of good things. We we we, we have roads and we have built, you know. A, a great good, school. A great, uh, you know, uh, an awesome school. And a, and we're, uh, we're building a, a new hospital that's going to serve, you know, uh, the needs of our people. You know, we've outgrown the one we've had. And, and so, you know, because of the... The ec- economics of of the casino it's it's allowed us to to kind of thrive in in the time because Swain County for 
many years, which was which was a big part of the uh, of our land base, was the poorest county in in the state yeah. for forever. Yeah, you know, and so, uh, but now we're not. Yeah, no, I, I mean, there's there's great things happening in Cherokee, and and again, I I would recommend all my listeners and all my friends uh, uh, to visit to visit there, not just for the not just for the uh, the casino or not just for the the uh, the museum, but but take advantage of the of the nature uh, that's available to you there. I know for the fishing uh, there is great. I'm an avid fly fisherman. Uh, now you do need to buy your own fishing license uh, that are available in uh, in the boundary and in Cherokee. And and Bo, can people just get out of their car and wander around in the mountains of of the boundary? <laughs> well, not necessarily. It's uh, <laughs> You know, because a lot of this land is, is most of the land is owned by individuals. Yeah. So, you know, you can't just go park your car and go ahead and, because you're apt to get, maybe get shot, you know. <laughs> so, right. yeah. no, but the offerings that we have is we're right at the, right at the edge of the national park. You are that. And so, you know, we, uh, you know, they put these elk in, in the park, but elks don't recognize them. No, boundaries. I've seen them in downtown Cherokee. But. They've been all over, and, and they, you know, we call them Big Cove elks because yeah. they kind of hang out in Big Cove, and, you know, the, you know, and that's that's one thing that I really wish, you know, that that's kind of a pet peeve is that when tourists come, they need to be respectful of of the land and what you see. They do. Bo, we're, we're at the end of the uh, end of this segment. Uh, you're listening to Nature's Edge with my guest, Bo Taylor, and we shall be back. You're listening to Nature's Edge with Dale Stewart and my in-studio guest today, Mr. Bo Taylor. Uh, Bo is the executive director of the Museum of the Cherokee Indian in Cherokee, North Carolina, and one of the places I always recommend people visit. Uh, but we've been talking about a lot of things, and I, and I know you've brought up several times the uh, the warriors. And for people that uh, may not know, the the uh, the warriors of uh, uh, Anagadua uh, uh, are sort of the ambassadors for the Eastern Band, and and I've seen them perform many times. And I, I know you're a member of it. And uh, maybe you could explain to people just how important uh, dance and music is to the Cherokee. Well, it's kind of like the heart of who we are. It's you know, uh, you know, music is very powerful. You know, I, I, I you know, when people. I say, what do songs mean? They say it doesn't mean nothing, but songs have the ability to make us cry, to take us to a different place, and to to move us. You know, and and that's the thing that our songs, they're not just words that are sung. Sometimes not even words. It's kind of like sounds. Right. It's almost like na 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 na. When I hear that, it makes me actually want to move and kind of lightens me up. As when I hear that, I have never seen y'all dance to that song. <laughs> but and, and and you probably won't. But when you hear when we sing our songs, there is there has to have some soul to it. Absolutely. It has to have uh, you know, and and that's where I kind of feel like it's our our ancestors are part of it. There are. Our, our our children that are coming, you know, you know, uh, that's what why we dance. We dance to kind of to, you know, it's it is spiritual, but it's also fun. You know, a lot of our dances are social. They're meant. They to, are, yeah. 
You know, that's one thing I always say. I'm, I don't apologize for being a Cherokee. I'm a Cherokee whether I'm in Asheville, North Carolina, or if I'm in if I'm Germany. in Germany, and I've been there myself. I know but, you have. And so that's the thing. It's like we as Cherokees, we we need to celebrate who we are. Uh, I was going to ask you a little bit because I the the uh, I've heard this question asked before. People always associate powwows uh, uh, with Indian people, and what is a powwow? Well, basically, a powwow is a celebration when, where natives come together and, and they just celebrate being native, like a cultural gathering. It is, yeah. and it's it, it usually is surrounded by song and dance, you know. And you know, uh, but what people need to realize is powwows is you know they have other names. You they know? do, yeah. You know, we, we used to ha- have our dances where they would dance all night long, and you know they'd be called mixed dance or whatever. But that's the time when we come and we celebrate. And, and you know, back in the day, we didn't have iPads and no. big big screen TVs and you know satellite. So we had to entertain ourselves, and you know, music was a big part of that. You know, they would you know that was kind of our entertainment. And uh, one of the big things that you know when people would come to Cherokee country. Yeah, Bartram. If you read the, all the old writings, they always oh, yeah. talk about that the Cherokees would dance. That was our thing, and so you know. Uh, and what I get, what I hope people see when they see us dance is that you know we're we're living our culture, we're celebrating who we are, and we're not apologizing for that. Yeah, yeah. And 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 again, um, Bo, is there a way if people wanted to invite uh, the warriors to come dance? I mean, I know that. Uh, that you guys, um, uh, you know, you can't travel long distances and do all of this for free. But if, if someone in the area wanted you guys to perform, is there does the do, do the Warriors have a separate website or we don't? But or a we, way to contact uh, you can you, con- or? you can contact contact us through the Museum of the Cherokee Indian. Yeah, you know, and uh, I think there, you know, we're, we'll make sure there's definitely a link there. We're getting ready to b- rebuild our website and then to so that things are more accessible. And uh, um, and and the Warriors have you. You've danced uh, all over the place. I know you go to Williamsburg, and uh, I know you've danced. Uh, the Warriors have danced up at the Smithsonian, at the American Indian Museum, and and at, at various other uh, events all over the place. Uh, we've been to Oklahoma. Yeah, and, yeah, that's and, right. And that that's actually was a good trip because you know uh, we've always had that those many miles between our two. You know. We're two separate nations, but we're not. We're that, brothers yeah. and sisters, you know. And 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 what happened is they took some of their songs, and we kept some of our songs. But when we come together, we could share, and we start mending the pieces back of who we are as a people. <clears throat> yeah, I, and I've seen that happening. And what a lot of people, I think, when you talk about Cherokee, they think that Oklahoma's home, but. Uh, Where's home for the Cherokee, Bo? Well, I'd say where Gadu is the home. It is the home, yeah. And that's why we call ourselves Gadu. Uh, that is the mother town of all Cherokees, yeah. and you know, and so. Uh, and that actually is a place, folks, and it's uh, it's between Cherokee and what Bryson City, I, right? I think out there, and there's a mound, and uh, and I know that a few years ago uh, uh, that the uh, the Cherokee. Purchased that land to, and brought it back in the fold, uh, didn't they, both? They, yeah. We did, and, and that's one of the things that you know. There is a prophecy, and I always talk about this: is that the, the Cherokees would get to the brink where we would almost lose everything, that we'd lose big parts of our language and we'd lose big parts of our land. 
but that fire would still be inside of us and we'd, we'd get it back and all the other tribes would look to the Cherokees for their identity yep and so I believe that you know you know and I could see that happening where we are starting to embrace who we are and to grow and to you know people come to, and see our our language programs and see what's working and you know and and that's the thing. I remember dancing with the Creeks. The Creeks are dancing around, and you know the Creeks. We have a love hate thing. Yeah, you do. Yeah. But they was watching us, and they were in their blue jeans and their ribbon shirts, and they saw us in our seventeen sixties period clothes. Well, actually, we were probably in red paint, and they just look at us. But when they would see us, they could. I could see in their eye. They were thinking, "That's how we should look." Yeah. And you know that you know because we're. We're embracing who we are as Gadua people. You you are, uh, Bo, and and uh, and you're a you're a great spokesperson uh, for the Eastern Band and for the Cherokee people as a whole. You know, people, the real voyage of discovery consists not in seeing new lands, but in seeing it with new eyes. I've realized that by working with other people, we learn about their cultures and become able to explore new ideas and prospects. Options that would not have occurred to us before stand out as obvious if we understand how other people experience the world. This is what I believe. It is so important for all people to have a deeper global awareness and understanding of other cultures. In my own experience, uh, leaving my small town in Louisiana where I grew up, I was fortunate enough to explore the world, and as many of you know, I've lived with and learned from indigenous people on six continents. As I find myself immersed in a different culture, it struck me that people I previously perceived as foreign and strangers were in fact the norm in their context, and I in fact was a stranger. People nowadays have easy access to a world of information through the internet. However, they still need to be guided through the process of discovery so that a deeper understanding of their own place in the world is developed. Visit the Kuala Boundary, the ancestral home of the Cherokee, and learn. Thank you, Bo, and I really appreciate the time and, and the knowledge that you shared with us today. Thank you, Steve. And and uh, the again, if you get over to the uh, you get over to the museum, you get into Cherokee. Uh, spend some time. Uh, don't just walk around in there. Spend some time talking with the Cherokee that are there. And and Bo, do they, they do they still have the bonfires at, at, on they weekends? Do. It's uh, during the summer, and I believe it. Uh, I believe Thursday through Sunday. Yeah, and the bonfire is a, is a great experience because I know they have some of the uh, some of the Cherokee, and I think some of the warriors are, are there, and and they tell stories and play music and and answer questions, and I think they also cook marshmallows, don't they? Well, it's it's probably one of the best values you can find because it's free. That's right, absolutely yeah. it is. I I generally go by there just to get a free uh, marshmallow, but uh, uh, again, uh, folks, if if you haven't been to Boundary, you haven't been to Cherokee in Western North Carolina. The summer is still young, and I recommend that you uh, you get over there. Uh, Bo, give us again what's the uh, uh, internet or the web address for the museum? www.cherokeemuseum.org. That's it. That's it. And again, thank you for listening. And until I see you next time, I hope to see you in the wild at Nature's Edge. Mm-hmm.